0: Welcome to Next at the Mic Radio, a lively hour of unscripted roundtable conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts about their inspirations, goals, and insights to help you find your own mic. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's Bonnie D.
1: Thank you to the voice that comes from somewhere. Does anybody think that's a real person, Marie or Dr. Nina or Frank? Do you think that was a real person? What do you think? Somebody who's well trained in in uh, voiceovers, Frank. Real? What do you think? Oh, I
2: I think it was absolutely ideal.
1: Okay, Marie, what would you think of the voice of the intro? It was a great radio voice. Was Does it AI he?
3: generated? Is that oh, what you're you? Oh, you took away the
1: surprise, Doctor Nina. What do you think? Real person?
0: Well, I thought it was a real person until just this very moment, but Marie that gave voice it is away. Smooth.
1: I'll tell you, Robert Cellino. The general manager at Voice America worked on this for days weeks with me and he kept sending me samples and he said What would you like for the show? This is the one we picked I forgot the name of this one But it is an AI voice and the music is original music by my friend Serge Hoffman who is a talented Digital music composer in France. I've known him for years. and We've done some a lot of work together So he has uh, contributed his music to the show. I'm Bonnie D. Happy to be here This is next at the mic presentation of Voice America and me we're on the Variety channel. We're going to be talking to some very interesting people who host their own shows on Voice America. And all of you know, I love radio and that's why we're here. So I'm not going to introduce my guests right away. I'm going to just tell everybody that it's November 21st, 2023. It's the 325th day of 2023 in the Gregorian calendar, which was tweaked from the Julian calendar by Pope Gregory, maybe before he was a Pope and his mother was very proud of him. There are 40 days left. New Year's is coming. It's the 47th Tuesday today. And two days until the U.S. Thanksgiving Day holiday gobble gobble. That's my holiday greeting and we'll do more at the end. So I have c- collaborated with ChatGPT on a little bit of a poem for our introduction today. And to my guests, when you hear me say your name, please just wave furiously or graciously or gratefully or whatever mood you're in. So here we go. And I collaborated and I customized the poem so you know it's not all AI. Welcome to Next at Mike's grand stage where host voices come to life stories unique and sage producer Bonnie D that's me her spirit always bright guides conversations here with pure delight next at the mic where stories align a symphony of voices our voice America hosts shine here we go dr. Nina Saville Rockland she goes by dr. Nina is a psychoanalyst coach globally recognized expert in eating disorders, author of four books and host of The Binge Cure with Dr. Nina, and I'm reading the wrong version here. Do you know what? I'm gonna read this part and then I'll go back to the poem. Marie Ziminoff, hello Marie, CEO of Career Thought Leaders and Resume Writing Academy. I wanna talk to you. Trains career professionals around the globe in career coaching, personal branding. She's a specialist in that and resume writing. She hosts the career confidant. I love that French word on Voice America. And Frank Hellring, Frank Wave, hello, co-managing partner of Certainty Global LLC. He has over 50 years of service in the private corporate insurance fields, the public philanthropist enterprise and private equity sectors, a tongue twister for me, Frank, as well as Christian ministries. He hosts Business Buzz. And you can see if you're watching us on LinkedIn and Facebook, you see his branding and Business Watch on Voice America. Will next at the mic one day be your voice? I'm talking to our audience. Come join our family, a very rewarding choice. For Bonnie D's theme today, ah, talk louder. Can you hear me now? The variety channel is our where and our how. Now that you've got what you need to know, it's time to count down and get on with the show. Well, that wasn't exactly the poem I wanted, but I think it was close enough. So there you go. Um, Would you all mind if I read the poetry part of it? Is that okay? Do you mind? Because I would like you to experience that. So let me just read the part about each of you. Here we go, Dr. Nina psychoanalyst savvy she brings to the world of eating disorders without calories or carb swings. A four book author in the binge cure host true. She helps relationships with food asking what's eating at you. How's that Nina? Better? Is that okay? That was brilliant. Okay, good. Next one. Marie Ziminoff, Career Thought Leaders and Resume Writing Academy CEO, a guru in coaching and personal branching. She is the one to know. She hosts the career confidant across Voice America's sphere, sharing development-savvy, solid advice for people far and near. Marie, do you like that one? very nice. Oh, good. And Frank, you're next. Frank Hellring, co-manager partner, multi-industry veteran for real in insurance, philanthropy, and ministries with zeal. Frank, we want to see that zeal. Host of Business Buzz and Business Watch at Voice America here, he champions small business with a clarion call clear. You like that, Frank?
2: My executive producer will be smiling ear to ear.
1: <laughs> there you go. On Next at the Mic's Roundtable Conversation, you'll only hear real deal live communication. So turn up the volume, Bonnie D's theme for today on the Variety Channel. We have lots to say. Come listen, come watch our voices we share. It's Next at the Mic and our host with the red hair. There you go. That's the poem. Okay, what do you think? We all prove Good? 100%. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. We worked on that. Thank you, ChatGPT. So let's go to some real bios here. I would like everybody who's watching who's listening to know who you are i gave just a little tiny synopsis a little clumsy at first because i forgot to read the poem but we got it out so dr nina i know that's your branding that's your name we would love to know more about you how you got your start what is the binge cure what is your message i'm going to put you on full screen speaker view and would you please take your three minutes of glory and tell us who you are welcome dr nina
0: I shall. So I am Dr. Nina Savelle Rocklin, and I am a psychoanalyst and author specializing in binge eating disorder. And by the way, people often say a psychoanalyst, you know, oh, like Freud. And my answer to that is comparing f- comparing Freudian analysis to contemporary psychoanalysis is like comparing a Model T to a Tesla. So it it really bears no comparison. And yes, I have written uh, four books plus a guided journal. And before I started this program on Voice America, I did six and a half years of a show called The Dr. Nina Show on LA Talk Radio. So big fan of radio. And I help people liberate themselves from emotional eating, take back control of their lives and feel good in their bodies all without ever dieting, spending hours in the gym and counting a single macro. Now, how did I get started in this field? Yeah. When I was 5 years old, I randomly looked down at my legs and decided they were too big. And that was the beginning of I was a totally perfectly normal weight child, too. But that was the that was the beginning of my my descent into eating disorder health. So by the time I was a teenager, every page of every journal were numbers, calories I ate, calories I burned, uh, the weight I was, the weight I was going to be. And I finally went to therapy, but I went for anxiety. I talked about all the things except what was going on with food, guys, goals, dreams, family, friends, all, everything. But I was too mortified. Uh, to talk about what was going on with food. So nobody knew the truth. And yet, by the time I left treatment, all my eating disorders were gone. And people say, well, how is this possible? And when I say all of my eating disorders, I would go from restricting to binging to binging and purging. So I was the poster child for eating disorders. And all of my behaviors were gone when I left therapy without ever talking about food. And like I said, people say, how is that possible? Well, it's because food was never the problem. It was the solution to the problem. The problem was my perfectionistic attitude, my harsh inner critic, all of those things, my inability to cope, to self-soothe, all of that. And so food was the distraction, filled the void, did so many different things. And that is why I became determined to help other people who are focusing on food as the problem. And, you know, and they feel terrible about themselves and they think they have no control, no willpower. They think they're food addicts. No, nothing can be farther from the truth. Uh, it is a coping strategy. It's a frenemy. It's a friend and it, it does something for you, helps you cope, distracts you, celebrate all the things that people do. But of course, it also hurts your spirit and your, your mind and your body. And so that's why I want to bring this knowledge to this show and to all my books, because I want people to know hey, there's some, it's not what you're eating that is the problem, it is what's eating at you.
1: Dr. Nina, thank you. I gave up the word authentic a while ago because I thought it was overused. So I used the term real deal you're it and i can't decide whether your voice is closer to sarah jessica parker or wendy malik or a combination i'm seeing a movie star a blending of a couple of people a tv star when i hear you speak you speak so beautifully so articulate thank you very much it's a pleasure to get to know you messages is received loud and clear and it's always better when it comes from personal experience, isn't it, Dr. Nina? When it's the the walk we've walked, the talk we've talked, and how are we going to do something about it? So thank you very much. I'm going to move on. Marie Zimanoff, with the gorgeous background. Look at that blue map. I just want to go wherever that's going to take me. Marie, so happy to meet you. Would you please also tell us who you are, what you do, what your show is about, and how did you get started in all of this? I'm putting you on speaker view. Go ahead. Excellent. Well, thank you for having me on the show, Bonnie. So
3: I do train career services providers around the globe, but of course that's not how I got started. I started in a very small town and I wanted to go off to college. And when I got there, I didn't quite know how to fit in and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I graduated early and thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with this degree? Went to a career fair and found out that even though I had the degree, I couldn't get hired to do the jobs that I wanted to do. So I ended up back in grad school. Nobody's ever been there, right, where you don't know (laughs) what to do, so you go back to school, and thankfully got into a program called Counseling and Career Development, Uh, similar to what Dr. Nina was saying. It was the self-knowledge that I needed, and that program gave me the opportunity to find it. While I was in that program, I found Career Counseling, which is an area of counseling that people often don't talk about. But it was the perfect fit for me because I bring a more analytical and data-based approach to my work. And so I fell into career counseling and started my own practice because in 2008, I was graduating with my master's. And you might remember what was going on in 2008, at least here in the US, the jobs were hard to come by. But I left the university in 2008, which most people would see as a job that was more, you know, everybody could keep that job and it wasn't going to go away. It was a stable job, but I wanted to do career work. And so I left the university, started my own career coaching practice. And I would say that it was a leap. It was a risk. But since I was making so little money at the university, it wasn't that much of a risk because my first year in business, I surpassed my, my university paycheck. I did that for a few years and then got the opportunity to purchase actually Career Thought Leaders and Resume Writing Academy, which had been around since the mid 90s, training career services providers. And that really fit my mission, which was to help elevate career work in the space that, that we're in. So, counseling and coaching, career work is so important. We do, we work what 80% of our lives, we're at work. And yet, there's so little around the space in terms of how important it is to really enjoy what we do, to be able to connect personally to what we do, and to figure out how to make a good living doing it. Since COVID, we've all seen how more important it is, how we spend our time, how we want to spend our time. And that's what I love to do is help career services providers be better at their work so that they can have better outcomes for their clients. And I always like to say changing the world one happy career at a time so that people can be happier at work and also feel more fulfilled. Um, And my company brings the now, the new, and the next to the career space, because if we aren't keeping up on the changes in the economy how people find jobs how people are hired it's really impossible for us to help people get jobs faster get the job they want and do the work that they, that makes them feel fulfilled
1: thank you marie very interesting and i'm glad you presented your story similar to how dr nina did i'm hearing courageous creativity courageous curiosity. You found a business that was around for many years and you bought it. You did what you felt. It sounds like you had a passion, almost a a muse in you that said, I care about this. This is important to me and I can help other people as well. I know that resume writing has changed with the advent of AI or shall we say with the popularity because AI has been around for many, many years. And perhaps we could talk about that a little bit later. But I will tell you, I receive a lot of resumes Bios, We call them in media from a lot of people and they're beginning to sound alike, loaded with superlatives, the same words in everybody's bio. And I'm saying, oh, I know where they got this. <laughs>
3: That yes. chachi, chachi P. P. loves That's successful it. successful Absol- in every single line of a bio yes.
1: extraordinary <laughs> superlative top of the this top of the that I just you can pick out the words with est on them all throughout the first paragraph of the bio and i'm beginning to say yeah this isn't a real. i've actually challenged some people on one of my other shows some people i met through a media summit and i said this is not really you would you please take out all this stuff and bring it down to who the Real person is. And they thanked me. They did, because mm. they realized it wasn't really them. Thank you, Marie. Pleasure to meet you. And now let's go one more stop around the round table at next at the mic. And it is Frank hellring Frank, happy to meet you. Let's hear all about you. You're on Speaker View. Go ahead.
2: Bonnie, I'll tell you, I mean, great minds think alike. I've been following you for years on Voice America. And uh <laughs> first time I had a chance to meet you, and that's that's a wonderful piece of it. But uh you know, it's almost like a walk back in time for me because Amanda, we both know and loved, Jeff Spinard, yes. uh, basically is the guy that is responsible for me sitting here talking to you. Uh, and Me was, in
1: 20, 2011. I'll tell you just quickly, Frank, I cold called Jeff Spinard on a whim because I wanted to do a business thought leadership radio show for a very large software company I was working for. And they said somebody from Voice America had contacted my manager and said, Would you please sponsor? his show. And she said, Bonnie, I know you have your own internet radio show. It wasn't on Voice America. And I said, give me a week. I cold called Jeff. I said, would you help me put together a business show on the business channel? And he said, keep talking. And we cooked up the first Game Changers radio show that became 48 different series. I owe my radio career in thought leadership to Jeff. So just a moment of... Moment of appreciation to the late
2: Jeff Spinard.
1: Thank you, Frank. I'm sorry to get all emotional, but that's the way I feel about Jeff. Uh, that's absolutely
2: not a problem. I hang yeah. the I hang the hat that he sent me when I did my Washington D. Show over my mic after every show.
1: Oh, nice. In
2: memory of him.
1: Nice. So tell us now, about you. Tell us about well, you. Thank you. Along for your fine these words.
2: along these lines, uh, you. <laughs> this is almost fulfillment for me, Bonnie, because Jeff and I had many conversations about doing a host advisory board. Uh, of all the networks and bringing the, uh, you know, announcers together and basically having the interviews occur between them and get the scalability, measurability, suitability between the shows, and then create that audience conversion, you know, that Jeff was after. And so basically I think that's exactly what the beginnings are here. But to start at the beginning with him, I was on another network uh, doing a show, co-hosting a show for about six months on Voice America. Then I left that network, and of course, the pandemic hit in March of 2020, and the phone went off in July, and it was Jeff Smadar, and he said, Frank, what are you doing? I said, (laughs) not too much. He said, how'd you like to host a small business show on Voice America? I said, what do you got in mind? He said, small business has lost its voice, Frank. We saw it coming. We need advocacy. We need somebody who's got the background and the breadth and the length of what you are. He said, because we don't need anybody getting tripped up because there's going to be a lot of action in this space. He said, what do you think? And I said, well, if you think that I'm the guy, then I guess I'm the guy. He said, yep, it's time for you to spread your wings. So we took off and I'll tell you something, it wasn't an easy journey because we had to come up with the name. And I'm telling you, you have no idea how many versions <laughs> that we came up with to come up with what you see behind me. It was absolutely unbelievable. And then, you know, coming up with the verbiage for the show and the whole nine yards. But bottom line, the show exists for small business, period. I'm here to elevate their brand. I'm here to expand their reach. I'm here to bring them back to where they need to be. And most importantly, their voice matters. You know, the problem is, is that we have gotten away from that. And the sad thing about that is they represent 85% of the hiring, 50% of the GNP of this country, and they're being marginalized and anesthetized. Come on. This is absolutely ridiculous. So the opportunity basically to come on here and talk to you about this particular mission and message, I thank you.
1: Oh, Frank, you've warmed my heart. You really have. By the way, I did a show early on in my my journey through SAP, the Game Changers series, the 48 of them that was called BizBuzz. Oh, I, it it, I think it lasted no, about a no, no, year.
2: No copyright, right?
1: No copyright at <laughs> oh, oh, okay, all. Okay, good,
2: good, good, thank you.
1: I, I remembered it as I'm looking at one of your logos behind you, how, how clever. Thank you for sharing the story. Jeff endeared himself because he was the real deal. And so many of us were grateful. And I'll tell you, when I was doing a live broadcast for SAP at what's known as Sapphire, which is their big customers from all over the world, come to the Orlando Conference Center. And I was invited in 2017. And they gave me two joining uh, small conference rooms. And we decorated. They decorated beautiful white leather furniture. And I had a host desk and a PC. And they got me a separate screen. And I did 53 interviews and dual interviews and panel discussions in three days, live stream Jeff Spinard flew in from Arizona to Orlando, Florida, with Ryan Treasure, who was his, who was you know the tech guy for many, many years at Voice America. And Ryan set up a Mevo camera, and we—I'd never done it before. We live streamed my interviews on uh, the company that was sponsoring on one of their Facebook channels, and we live streamed fifty-three interviews in three and a half days. Oh. And Jeff presented me with a beautiful, uh, like an obelisk, a trophy of Plexi that said, Outstand, uh, Outstanding Broadcaster of the Year 2017. He came all the way and surprised me with a big blue velvet case. And he waited, everybody was around between doing the, the live recordings, the live shows that were recorded, of course. And he said, uh, everybody, I'd like you to just gather around. I have something for Bonnie. And he opened up this beautiful blue case. <sighs> You know where I'm going with this, and took out this beautiful, it was just gorgeous. And it was engraved with my name and Voice America. And that's how special Jeff was. So,
2: do you remember how he used to look at you like this when you said podcast? (laughs) I I, I don't say. Where do you think that came from? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So thank you all for your bios. This is this is lovely. This is the reason we started next at the mic was to bring people like Dr. Nina and Marie and Frank together to talk about our journeys. But not only that, why do we do radio? What's so important? What's the big deal about sitting in front of the mic? I've got three here. Actually, one is live and the other two were designed by Rachel Staples (laughs) for the logo. Marie likes that. I said to Rachel, how did you know? Well, she knew my mic was red but it just looks so beautiful and i happened to keep it on my left side. So i'm i'm just delighted really delighted to have the three of you here. So let's get on to more fun if you don't mind. So uh, now that i messed up on the poem and i finally got it out. I'm not going to ask you who's a scorpio but we have to do a shout out Dr. Nina birthday shout out to your daughter if you'd like to. Quick quickly go ahead.
0: Oh yes, Kavana happy 16th birthday. October 29th. You are 16. You are driving. But I'm, I am I, I love you with all my heart. And she is the inspiration be, be, for my quote today.
1: Okay, well then let's get to that. So I have asked my three wonderful guests to send me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or TV show or a song lyric that has nothing to do with radio, nothing to do with microphone and hosting, but it has to do with their hosting because they're going to relate it to it. So the quote itself is not on the topic. That's the whole point. So Nina has Dr. Nina has picked a quote from Master Ugwe Kung Fu Panda voiced by Randall Duck Kim, Kung Fu Panda, 2008 animated martial arts comedy film produced by DreamWorks distributed by Paramount. Oh, the voices in this movie, Jack Black, Dustin Hoffman, Angelina Jolie, Ian McShane, Seth Rogen, Lucy Liu, David Crow, my goodness gracious, it goes on and on and on, and Jackie Chan. So I'm just going to read the quote and let Dr. Nina tell us what it has to do with her radio show. So yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery and today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. I got chills. I love that. Dr. Nina, take two minutes for this because we have a lot to do. Go ahead.
0: It's the best. Uh, Okay. So really quickly, what I find, because our culture discourages feelings, we're not supposed to have them. We're strong if we don't have them and we're weak if we have them. Um, So we don't know how to be present. We don't know how to be with ourselves. And we are increasingly a society of human doings and not human beings, said the Dalai Lama, and he was right, is right. Um, And so if we don't know, if we don't have a way of being with ourselves, if we don't know how to self-soothe, comfort, recognize what's going on, be present, we use, and I say we, because there's a lot of issues, not just with food, but other things, We use various strategies to cope, to distract, um, including positive thinking away our feelings, which we cannot do because you can't positive think away emotions. You cannot stuff them down. You can't starve them away. You can't drop them. You can't let them go. You can't ignore them. So we have to learn how to be and how to be present. I think that's two minutes. Oh, that's how it falls. You could do
1: another too. I'm enjoying this so much the way you described it. We can't sink away emotions. I wish more people accepted that, Dr. Nina, because so many lessons we hear about how to be our best selves, how to fix ourselves, how to be better, how to be more successful say, oh, it's how you cope with this and how you put that, the relevance and what you make of it. And it's just something that's floating out there. And if you don't do anything with it, it well, We have emotions, don't we? We feel, we feel. And by the way, people say that ChatGPT, Marie, this is for you. It's not sentient, meaning it doesn't have emotions. Well, I will tell you, I understand that, but it has etiquette. Whoever programmed ChatGPT made it polite, Frank, because if I get a movie quote, if I ask for certain movie quotes, and it says to me, Tom Hanks starred in this movie, and he really didn't, I do my research. I don't take it for face value at all. And I'll go back and say, Good afternoon. Always be polite. Always be polite with your AI. Good afternoon, ChatGPT. I researched it and Tom Hanks was not in that movie. And I will get in two seconds the following answer. I apologize. I'm sorry. You are right. I gave you the wrong information. I apologize for the inconvenience. So-and-so played the role in that movie. I'm not kidding, Marie. It really does apologize to me. And when I tell that story, people are always very surprised. So, Dr. Nina, ChatGPT might not have the emotions we do, but we are, we've are we got them, and we live with them, right? And they're part of what we do, live in the present. Thank you very much. We'll be hearing a lot more from you when we get to the discussion statements. Maurice Munoff, you've said, collected a quote from Dr. Jason Bull. I'm sorry that show is off the air. I happen to be a big fan of Michael Weatherly. I loved him on NCIS. I loved him on Bull, and I don't know why they wrap that one up so soon. So Dr. Jason Bull played by Michael Weatherly. Bull is an American legal drama TV series 2016 to 2022. This is from season one, episode one called The Necklace. It aired on September 20th, 2016, and the quote is at 30 minutes and 50 seconds. The series follows TAC, T-A-C, Trial Analysis Corporation, a jury consulting firm headed by Dr. Bull, who is a psychologist, Dr. Nina, and he's a trial science expert. He uses his skills and he has a team of experts to select the right jury for the right clients and help his clients' lawyers, teach them how to really talk to a jury. He's despired by the early career, of course, of Dr. Phil McGraw, who is an executive producer. So, here, and by the way, Bull has three PhDs and a pilot's license. There we go. I'm sure that was important to Wikipedia to tell me that. Here's the quote Marie picked. Give yourself that you wish Give yourself what you wish you could get from somebody else. There we go. And Marie, I couldn't find it. And you told me exactly what minute, what second it was. And I appreciate that. So Marie, what does this have to do with what you do?
3: So oftentimes when I'm helping people think about how they get their brand out there, whether it's via radio or live video or video, or even in just in writing, and oftentimes writing can be the hardest because it stays, it sticks, or you have to go back and read it we want that visibility. We want the respect. We want people to see what we do. But when it comes right down to it, most of the reasons we don't do those things are because we don't want to see ourselves. And very similar to what you were saying, Dr. Nina, that people will often come to the coaches that I train and say, oh, I want to be more visible on LinkedIn. And there's not a barrier to posting on LinkedIn. There's not a huge process. The how-to isn't hard. It's the vulnerability and showing up for ourselves more than showing up for other people. And so we're looking for that validation from others We want the likes, we want the, you know, the follower numbers, but when it really comes down to it, we have to give that to ourselves first. And when we really believe that we have something to offer the world, and when we see the value that we can bring to our audience, our customers, our clients, whoever it might be, then we start to show up consistently because it really wasn't ever about other people validating us. It was about feeling like we offered value from the beginning. And so I love that he says, and right before he says that, he says, look in the mirror and give yourself what you wish other people would give to you. And that's really what it comes down to. No matter where you're building your brand, whether you're internal to a company or starting your own business, if you don't really believe in the value that you offer, no one else is ever going to value you either. And that's what we teach in the career space. Whether someone's negotiating a job offer, looking for a promotion or starting a business, it really all starts with that confidence within
1: Marie, so well put. And I will tell you, my observation is that LinkedIn has become the place to be. When I was doing, Frank, years ago, when I was doing radio before I was on Zoom, I could post 20 tweets in one hour show with little snippets of what my guests were saying or some of the discussion statements they sent me in advance. Now that I'm running the camera on LinkedIn, it's different. But Marie, my point was that people used to say, oh, LinkedIn is just when you're looking for a job. No, it's not. It's a very social business level channel now where we are showing who we are, aren't we? And people are posting very interesting, almost life Stories. Uh, I just saw one today, somebody I've known for many years, and he said, I'm leaving this particular company after 15 years, and this wasn't working for me, and now I'm following my dream and my passion. And those of you who know me, I hope you'll check in with me at my new company. And it was, it was like a whole, not a bio, it was a memoir. People are just Marie pouring their hearts out on LinkedIn. It has really, really changed. I'll tell you more about that later. Thank you so much, very much. And let's go to Frank. Frank has picked a very interesting quote, a little different from what the ladies picked. This one is from Gordon Gecko, played, of course, by Michael Douglas. Speaking to Bud Fox, played by Charlie Sheen. We'll leave that one alone. Wall Street 1987 American drama film is a lot more than drama, but they didn't put any other genres in there. Directed and co written by Oliver Stone, starring Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen, Daryl Hannah, and Martin Sheen. Oh, we had, yes, we had a lot of Sheens in that. Story of Bud Fox, a young stockbroker who becomes involved with Gordon Gecko, a wealthy the unscrupulous corporate raider. There we go. Michael Douglas won the Academy Award for Best Actor. The film is considered the archetypal portrayal, Frank, of 1980s excess. Gordon Gecko said in the film, greed, for lack of a better word, is good. And people still come up to Sheen, Douglas, and Stone on the street and say they became stockbrokers because of the film. Very interesting. And there were some sequels. So here's the quote, everybody. Fasten your seatbelts. This is the kid. Calls me 59 days in a row. Wants to be a player. There ought to be a picture of you in the dictionary under persistent kid. Frank, how did you find this quote? I love it. Go ahead.
2: Talk to us. That's basically been a watchword in my life, my entire business career, Bonnie. Uh, Basically, I mean, right now, I mean, I think my show is really geared to helping the next generation. I mean, baby boomers of which I am one. Okay. We we, uh, represent uh, most of the small business community, but, The millennials, the Gen Xers, the Xers that are coming up behind us, you know, I'm really beginning to reach out to them because they don't really understand what the word follow up means, okay, or turning around and getting into things that are persistent. We have a little bit too much complacency out there. Unfortunately, we have a word called mistrust, and it's birthed a baby called uncertainty. And now we've got an issue where we are dealing with complacency. The only thing that's going to cut through that is persistence. It's persistence. Persistence always wins in the end.
1: Thank you very much. Frank, I'm going to ask you to draw that fine line for us, please, between persistence, annoyance, and stalking. In a business, I'm keeping it in a business sense because. Uh, sometimes people say if I send for example I have the calendar invitation for the show and mm-hmm. I sent it I believe after Dr Nina sent me her information and then I added Marie's and then I and I had to because of the way Outlook works on the Mac now you have to send it to everybody every time you update even one word you can't send it to the added person or just that one sentence to the person who to whom it belongs so I've been told you're spamming me. I said, No, I'm not. I'm just sending you updated information. So how do we draw that line, Frank? Just a little words of wisdom from your great lore of, of knowledge and well,
2: and I can passion. tell you what I could tell you what I use, Bonnie. I change up yeah. the verbiage a little bit, right? Change the verbiage a little bit, right? Basically become as personal as you can. If you can find something personal about them, put it in there. Okay. And the reason being is because the more you personalize it, the more they realize that you must care. Okay, so
1: caring is the word then. Persistence and caring, or caring and persistence. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Thank you very much. Very very important. I appreciate that. Let's go and thank you all for the quotes. Uh, you all did a. I, I, I hate to say this, but you did a great job. Not like it was a job, but I let me rephrase that. I appreciate the quotes you each picked because they make for such a wonderful texture to the show. I will tell you all that I used to ask my guests on my business shows send me a quote. Well. They all picked Churchill, and Einstein, and Twain, and Gandhi, and Maya Angelou, and sometimes John F. Kennedy, and sometimes uh, Shakespeare, or some famous French philosopher. And after a while, I was falling asleep at the mic because I was oh God, this is the 97th time in a year I've heard the Churchill quote. Well, one day, somebody sent me a quote they thought was from Churchill, and I used something called QuoteInvestigator.com, which recently changed Mm -hmm. their format. It's hard to use now. It used to be very easy. And the quote they sent me from Churchill was actually... A 1938 Budweiser beer ad that had such a clever phrase in it, Frank, that fi- from the copywriter for this advertiser who was doing the copy for Bud, that people felt it must be from Winston Churchill, and it wasn't at all. So I tried not to break the break the strength of the person on the show, but I said, Bob, it was a lovely quote, but it predated. It had nothing to do with Winston Churchill. It was a Budweiser beer ad. I didn't want to embarrass him, but I thought it was a great... So after that, <laughs> after that I changed it, and I said to my guests, I only want pop culture quotes, because the audience will say, wow, I love that movie, or Wow, that song that will say, oh, I got to go watch that. Is it streaming this weekend? It keeps people listening. There you go. So thank you all. Let's move on to the discussion statements. I've asked you each to send me four statements. You've covered some of them already in your conversation. And I'm going to pick one or more from each of you and ask you to unpack it. And if the others have anything to say, I'm going to go Dr. Nina first. If Marie or Frank have anything to say. As far as I can tell, you all have 10 fingers on your hands, and one of them in the middle is the nasty one I won't talk to, but if you wiggle one of your other fingers, I'll see you when you can talk. So, Dr. Nina, you pick this one. I'm picking number three. You say, I love receiving messages. We're on the topic now of why radio? What about radio? What's the big deal? Why do you do it? What's important to you? Where are we going with it? What's the value? Just why? So, Dr. Nina says, I love receiving messages from listeners who tell me My show gave them aha moments and insights, which in turn provided hope, reminding me why this work matters so much. And that's the value of radio, too. Dr. Nina, take a couple minutes and unpack this. We'd love to know more.
0: Absolutely. As I was saying before, many people think they're food addicts. They think they have no control or no willpower. And sometimes the very first time they even hear the term binge eating disorder, is when they listen to my show and realize, oh, they don't actually have a, a, a problem with willpower. They have a treatable, curable. I like to say it's the binge cure because it it you can put it in your rear view mirror. And that's the first time they realize, oh, actually there, there, there's a reason behind what they're doing with food. And this really mitigates the shame or takes away the shame. And they realize they're not alone. So many people struggle and they think they're the only one who does this. They're the only one who has this relationship with food that is so distorted or strange or awful. And recognizing that they're not alone and that other people are struggling and seeing themselves in other people or, um, because I, I, I like to use examples. I only have a guest once, once, uh, w- once a month, I have a guest and another month I just answer people's questions. And so people find themselves. And then the other two weeks I have a, a topic. They find themselves in these stories, in these real life examples. And they, they'll say, Oh my God, what you were t- when you were talking about, you know, Elizabeth, oh, that's me too. And that, That is so meaningful that I could open people's eyes to the idea that they are not alone and there is a way out. And that way out has nothing to do with willpower or control.
1: Dr. Nina, I have not heard anybody yet say they use their show to answer listeners' questions. That's a new one. I'm going to put that on the list of why radio. And also hearing the voice. Of Doctor Nina and of that expert you might have, or that guest you have, hearing—they're hearing a person as though they're, that person is talking to them. Am I right, Doctor Nina? Different from reading it in a magazine, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. And I also have, invite people to call in and ask me questions um, on the the first show of every month, Thursdays at noon. Um, I have I invite them to call me. Just not, and, and people have started to call in. And hearing the conversation I have with that caller is also really illuminating and relieving for them.
1: Thank you. There used to be, she passed away years ago, but there was a broadcaster on a major New York City network, t- network radio show. And her name was Dr. Joy Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E. And she, yeah, Joy Brown. And she took callers. And a couple of times I waited in the queue past one, two, three, four, maybe 10 other callers ahead of me just to talk to Dr. Joy Brown and have her answer my question, my concern about something in my life. The magic of having her speak to me on her radio show was just, obviously I've never forgotten it. Just it was a wonderful experience because the expert was talking to me and with me at that moment in time. So thank you, Dr. Nina. Very insightful. Uh, anything Marie or Frank want to say to Dr. Nina? Any, anything similar? Or Nope. Okay. I'm going to move on. Marie, I've picked your statement number three. I like this. This is a very timely statement. You say live radio differentiates thought leaders from the sea of gen AI, that's generative AI content through engaging and timely conversations. Let's talk about thought leadership different from AI, I guess the clutter on social. Marie, go ahead. A couple minutes, please.
3: Yeah, so I'm about to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of my show on Voice America. Oh, so wonderful. I'm excited. Yeah, and it always evolves, the way that we communicate and why we do radio. For me, it has evolved. When I first started, it was to promote my business, and then it was to promote the business of others. So I have career thought leaders is, for all intents and purposes, an association. And so I invite my members to come on and share their information, answer their questions, talk to their expertise and what differentiates it you go were laughing a little bit a while ago about a podcast what differentiates it of course is that there is a platform there's other people marketing your show your show is cross marketed but also that you have that live ability to speak to your callers i love that dr nina or address something that's going on right now. And to me, thought leadership is bringing your opinion, your voice, your experience to a topic and taking it beyond what might be being said right now to what needs to be said and the challenging topics that we might need to cover the unpopular opinions <laughs> that we might need to share, like that you shouldn't write your resume with ChatGPT. There's my <laughs> unpopular opinion on that. There's a lot of ways <laughs> it could help you, but please don't use it to write your resume. I always say that ChatGPT can only write fiction and fiction has no place on your resume or in your bio, your radio bio, right? So it's that opportunity to be live, although people can create voices, the, the radio voice at the V beginning, people do know when it's you and you're live and you're real and you make mistakes and you stumble a little bit. There's that live piece of radio or live video, which I know we are now as well, that brings thought leadership to life. And it gives people an opportunity to engage with you and really see your opinion, your expertise, and where you're coming from with the information. So that's, I just love that about the live platform, whether that's radio or video.
1: I agree. And I've created my shows to be thought leadership, thought leadership over the years. And I tell people, if you want to go sell something or promote something, not with me. I want to know what your knowledge is, not what your sales skills are. What do you know? What can you share? What can you say that would inspire or Dr. Nina help somebody or somebody can say, oh, yeah, they're talking to me. What is it about that corporate experience or what is it about that scientific experience? What is it that somebody can tell? And I still think the voice is the thing. That's why we call the show next at the mic. Marie, you're next at the mic. Nina with Dr. Nina and Frank is next at the mic because that mic, I did stand-up comedy years ago. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Now I just try to be funny sitting down, Frank. I think you're going to, oh, Marie got the joke (laughs) first. Okay. (laughs) Special goal started to Marie. Um, But the idea in stand-up is that the microphone is power, right? And there's two ways to look at it. If you're on stage and you have a joke that lands, you kill, If you have a joke that doesn't land, you die. So think about that, the power of the microphone. And to me, that's always been, for at least the past, what, 12 years, why radio? The power of the mic, not I've got power over you, but the power to get the voice out to hear a human, or in the case of the intro, not human, but a really good sounding voice saying something to you. To me, that's the beauty of radio. And I still call it radio, by the way. I don't call it podcast. I just call it radio. So thank you very much, Marie. Anything uh, Dr. Nina or Frank want to say to Marie before I move on? You all good? You all good? See, I'm living in Tennessee. I got to say you all now. So they think I belong here. Okay. Now, Frank has said, Frank, you send me some really interesting statements and way over my pay grade, dear, but I've got one that I really, really am curious about. And I think the, the ladies will be as well. So Frank says, internet radio is a huge piece of virtual. We are all globally scoped. And the beginning point is the smartphone in the palm of your hand. It sounds like a poem, Frank. Can you, can you translate it
2: for us, please? Go ahead. Well, first of all, I believe that the good Lord gave us two ears and one mouth to do twice as much listening as we do talking, okay? So that alone, I think, evokes radio. We're all performers on a stage, me and these two outstanding ladies that you're interviewing today, you know, and there's no difference than if we were standing before an audience or playing the one. And so when I get on the air, I try to do my best to bring my guest into that audience, right, and get their message out. That's my job. But along these lines, when you sit here and you talk about the virtual world, we literally are in that virtual world. That smartphone that we all text on and we call on and things like this. My goodness, that could run IBM if it had to. I mean, the the incredible uh, bandwidth of these smartphones is phenomenal. And here's the wonderful thing. They're all around the world, folks, all around the world. So Voice America being a global network, when we hit the air... We're hitting every smartphone, potentially, in every country in this world. That is power. You want to talk about power, Bonnie? That's power. So when you talk about that from an aspect of a medium of communication, name me one thing going back in history that had more meaning than radio. If you didn't have radio, we'd never had a D-Day because there was underground to have radio transmissions going out to Eisenhower to basically tell them not where to land. So I'm telling you right now, radio is definitely not going away. It's going to be there. More importantly, it's accentuated now by that smartphone in your hot little hand. You can download the Voice America app right to your phone. It could be centric on your car. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to get access to us. And I think the more that gets out there, Bonnie, the more it gets into the small business community, that they could turn around and use radio like a billboard, a billboard of their business on that smartphone. It's a game changer.
1: It absolutely is. And that's very interesting, Frank, because back in the day of terrestrial radio, and there's still a lot of it. I know I was on terrestrial radio on Long Island for many years. It was, are you close enough to the tower to get the reception right everybody? Are you close enough to the tower? Are you getting the bandwidth or whatever they called it of where that tower is broadcasting? Are you on the shore of Connecticut? Can you still hear Long Island? Are you in Queens, New York? Can you hear Bellport, Long Island? Maybe not. It was location, location, location specific. And then came along Jeff Spinard and Vodavox and Voice America. And all of a sudden, People could hear us without wires, they could hear us without a transistor radio, and then the smartphone, Frank, and all of a sudden, your voice is all over the world. What a concept. You're absolutely right. And that is important because the voice is now global. By the way, I won't tell you how many times I said to Jeff Spinard, dear Jeff, can you please change the name of Voice America? Because it's not just America, it's all over. Over the world. And he told me to go back and sit in my corner and behave myself. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But people said to me, oh, seriously, you're just in America? I said, no, it's the internet. What are you talking about? It's yeah. the real deal. We are heard all over. And how many times have you, Frank, and you, Dr. Nina, and you, Marie, listed the countries where you're heard? You get your weekly reports. I've heard in this country, in that country, 40 locations. It gives you regions. It gives you states. It gives you communities almost. And by the way, I used to get huge stats from a place called Richardson, Texas, I believe. Huge. Like 20 20,000 a month on one of my popular shows was called Internet of Things with Game Changers. And we couldn't figure, who are these people in Richardson, Texas, who were all listening to the Internet of Things show? Oh, the topics were great, but seriously, I thought, 20,000 a month? Well, guess what? This was a hub, an IP hub that was channeling listeners from all over different locations through the hub in Richardson, Texas. And there was later on, there was one in China, and there was one in different countries. So I would get humongous amounts of listeners. It wasn't the listeners. It was where the signal was going through the IP. I'm just adding that little technology in there. So thank you all for the statements. Appreciate it. I'm looking at the clock. we got six minutes. I'm going to talk a little faster now. What? You've already been talking fast, Bonnie? All right, I'll slow it down. So here we go. We have some famous birthdays. If you know who this person is, I think you do. Just say happy birthday. In addition to Dr. Nina's daughter, today is The birthday of Goldie Hawn. Who doesn't know Goldie Hawn, right? Oh, yeah. Anybody want to take a guess? How old? Frank, you want to guess?
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No. Yeah, got it. 75?
1: 78. 78. (laughs) Whoa. Yep. She still looks gorgeous. Multi talented actress, director, producer with performances in Private Benjamin and Overboard. That's where she met Kurt Russell. Butterflies are free. The Sugarland Express. A pre fame. She taught at and ran a ballet school. I didn't know that. In 1969, she starred in Cactus Flower with Walter Matthau and won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. You all know that she's the mother of Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson, two very yeah. accomplished yeah. actors. And uh, her husband at the time was Bill Hudson. And Wyatt Russell, who was her son with actor Kurt Russell, is also an actor. Anybody heard of the singer named Bjork? Anybody? Well, Bjork is 58 today, eccentric, visionary Icelandic singer who is celebrated for her electronic music and avant-garde personal style. There you go. Now, uh, Michael Strahan. Anybody watch uh, Kelly Ripa's morning show, Live with Kelly and Michael? That's Michael. He was a defensive end who set the NFL record for sacks in a season with 22.5 sacks. He won a Super Bowl during his final year in the NFL with the New York Giants. Yay, New York! After retirement, he became a TV football analyst, and in 2012, he became... Came Kelly Ripa's sidekick, at least for a while. And Carly Rae Jepsen, young singer, 38. I didn't know she was that old. She Her debut single, get this, Call Me Maybe, received 400 million views on YouTube. Dr. Nina, wouldn't we all give 400 what we would give for that? It was the number one on the US and Canadian Billboard charts, and, and she played Frenchie in a TV version of Grease Live in 2016 on Fox. Now, I have two... Social media stars, I think, are going to knock your socks off in different ways. We're going to say happy birthday to a young man named Moose. You can all spell that. He's 26. The reason he's here is because he's a YouTube gamer who is renowned for his tutorials and his gameplay highlight videos of Ark, Minecraft, Fallout 4, and Five five Nights at Freddy's. He sells merchandise, but guess why I picked him to say happy birthday? He has more than 5 million subscribers. Wow. Dr. Nina, Dr. Nina just took a deep breath, and then we have a young lady named Grace Charis, C H A R I S. She's only twenty-one. Happy birthday! She's only got twenty-two point nine million subscribers on TikTok, and she has fifty-nine million—I'm sorry, fifty-six million likes. She's a social media star. I'm in the wrong business. Social media star. She posts her golf videos, her modeling videos, her lifestyle content. She has an OnlyFans account. Interesting. She rides horses, she sails, she serves. she does ballet, and she cooks. So, happy birthday to Grace Cheris! Now, in music history, Physical by Olivia Newton-John. This day in 1981, hit number one in the U.S. It's a sweaty aerobics anthem. Stayed at the spot for 10 weeks, making it the biggest hit of 1981. In 1992, in the state, Adam Sandler sang the Thanksgiving song on Saturday Night Live's weekend update. In 1995, in the state, the Beatles released anthology number one, which sold 450 Thousand copies the first day. Can you believe that, Frank? In two thousand three, on the state in history, I'm almost done. We got three minutes. The acoustic guitar that George Harrison from the Beatles learned to play on sold at a London auction for, if you can do the translation, two hundred seventy six thousand pounds. I don't know what the translation rate was between monetary currencies. The original price of the guitar three and a half pounds, couple of bucks, right? And let's see one more. In 2006, the Black Eyed Peas accepted three American Music Awards via satellite because they were in Costa Rica. Talk about remote! They were named the favorite group in the Soul R and B and Rap Hip Hop categories, and their favorite album in that genre. Now, today is National Dennis Day. Does anybody know anybody named Dennis? Marie, do you know anybody? Frank, yeah, Doctor Nina. Well, you got to say it's Dennis Day. It's not their birthday. It's just their day. Usually there's every day a week, there's different names. Uh, I once was getting a mortgage and the woman's name was something like Marie. I'll pick on your name because I think it was. And I said, happy Marie Day. So what are you talking about? I said, it's your day. So I'm wishing you happy day. She gave me the mortgage a little faster. It's gin- gingerbread cookie day. It's entrepreneur's day. There you go. And it's national stuffing day. I'm making mine tomorrow. November is the month of entrepreneurship. Gratitude. Of course it is novel writing month. I'm still writing my book. No shave month. Frank, that's for you. Aviation History Month, and it's Adopt-A-Turkey Month, Banana Pudding Lovers Month, Fun with Fondue Month, Peanut Butter Lovers Month, Pepper, Pomegranate, Raisin Bread, and Roasting Month. And that's all I've got. It's just about time to say goodbye, and we didn't take pictures, so we're going to do it after. I want to say what a pleasure it's been getting to know the three of you, finally, because I know you're on Voice America. I have great respect for what you do, each of you. Your heart is in the right place to be a broadcaster, to have that mic. To have that voice. And I thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Remember, don't go away. Dr. Nina, wave goodbye. Don't go yet. Marie Zimanoff, such a pleasure, such a pleasure. 30 seconds, I'm getting the warning. Frank, take that hand away from your good looking face and wave on the side. And Frank Hellring, it's about time you and I met, for goodness sake. And thank you for saying you've been following me. I appreciate it very much. So here we go. Uh, My closing is Life is short, break the rules, forgive quickly. Eh, not so much. Kiss slowly, definitely. Laugh uncontrollably. Laugh with me for two seconds. One, two, three. (laughs) Ah, ha, ha. (laughs) <laughs> come on laugh oh please you could do better than that and never regret anything that made you smile work like you don't need the money because nobody else really cares dance like no one's watching but they did when i was dancing in a disco class i was teaching on high heels on a counter on top of a table in a formica table in a high school cafeteria and i never fell sing like nobody's listening love like you've never been hurt we all have get over it money talks chocolate sings La. and i stole this line from somebody else Thank you for turning me on. Bonnie D. signing off. Wave goodbye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Next at the Mic Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Join host Bonnie D. again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we wish you a positively mic-worthy week.